Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. And I'm Alan Furstenberg. Welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Ah, uh, it's the end of the year. It is. I, I can't, can't believe, believe it. Yay. <laughs> 2020, go away. Yeah. Good, good riddance in some ways. But, you know, we still have... Uh, Still have a lot to to do before 2021 really, you know, becomes the year I think we want it to be. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be like instantly, you know, 2021's better. And there's been, you know, good and bad this year. No, that's, so. that's very true. It's been a, for, for all of the rough spots that have been this year, there really have been some good points in them as well. And, but there have certainly been a lot of rough spots. Yeah, there, there has. So um, like with, with, COVID-19 and then the whole pandemic and the shutdown. Um, you know, the, the, the year started out great. Um, first part of the year went to a conference in, in Chattanooga and, and uh, you know, first voice conference of the year, got to present at, met lots of other people, um, you know, got to talk with you more. And actually, yeah, we had, we had a very good conversation there about where both of us were going and uh, what we wanted to do, where, what you wanted to do with Speech Markdown and what I, how I was going to be using it. And uh, we had a very good discussion there. No, I agree. Chattanooga was a, a great conference. And, you know, and that kind of just started off the year, but it seemed like shortly thereafter, things just kind of went off the rails. And it was, you know, it's, it's been hard because I, you know, I've pretty much been hunkered down here. You know, it's changed the way that I do things. I, I don't get out a lot more. Um, friends that we used to go out to, to eat with, we, you know, didn't do that anymore. Groceries, I, I do online and go pick them up as, a, as opposed to shopping in the store. And you know, I, I've had a sister who's had COVID. I had, um, and she's fine. Another I was neighbor. Say, how is she doing? Yeah, she's doing, she's doing fine. She, Good. you know, um, she, she made that through. And we have a neighbor now that currently has, and like a former neighbor that's younger than me, um, caught it and had complications and passed away. Mm. Mm. Um, we have a teacher friend that teaches on the, the reservation here in Arizona and, and she's got COVID twice. Uh, and she's really concerned about what long-term effects that might be. So it's still, you know, great that vaccines are starting to be distributed and that is so hopeful, but it's still going to take many months. No, it is still going to take very much. You know, I've had, I have very close and dear friends who uh, have had it, some of whom are now, you know, suffering from continued and long-term complications. Um, I've had, you know, people who I don't know very well, but knew, you know, kind of secondhand, you know, yeah. uh, friend of a friend type things. Um, but even, even the ones who are closest, the fact that there's no way I can reach out to them except through the computer has been challenging in a lot of ways. I mean, they're, they're literally a few blocks away from me. And there's nothing I can do. And that's, that's very frustrating in a lot of ways. Yeah, that, that is. And, you know, we changed our Thanksgiving plans and the family that we typically eat with, we did a Zoom call instead. Um, so there's just, it'll be interesting to see long-term how, um, how this changes the way that we, we do things. Yeah. So, but that's been, you know, that's been on the challenging side, but, you know, and, and along with the, the pandemic and the isolation, you know, I was, I was getting concerned about how I was going to do during this time. And along came voice lunch. And uh, yeah, I think voice lunch is clearly one of the brightest spots in, in this very, very dark time for us. Yeah. And it really, um, 
at conferences, you're you're trying to balance the you know, meeting with people and talking with them as and and you know, like running off to the presentations that you're doing or going to presentations that you want to hear from other people. Um, so there are those hallway conversations, but uh, in some cases they could be very short because um, you know two people are off on you know different agendas. Uh, but being able to meet once or twice a, a week on voice lunch and then it being so international i've met so many people yeah. that it probably would have taken a number of years of conferences before we crossed paths and you know again with conferences i, I you know thinking back to chattanooga the number of times i said to someone you know i'm going to be speaking about this at you know a session tomorrow at two o'clock and they their reply was oh well yeah. i'm speaking tomorrow at two o'clock too uh so you know we now both lose out in a lot of ways um, but on voice lunch, we've got a lot more of, you know, being able to be there and hearing what people are saying and able to, you know, to chat with them and have these real substantial conversations about these topics that we're, we're all talking about and working on and advancing towards, you know. Yep. Um, Things that we're also passionate about and, and want to share and want the community to be better um, than then we, we get to have those. And, and I'm touching base with more people you know, outside of voice lunch on things. Um, so it's just been, you know, that's been definitely a bright spot where things could have gone, you know, um, pretty, like I say, pretty isolating. Um, yeah. Then that's opened up things quite a bit. And, you know, that's led to, you know, not only getting to know people, but us starting this podcast and, uh, just lots of good opportunities. Yeah, and you know, you know, I know there are lots of other developer communities out there, not all of whom have had the same fortune. You know, I've, I have friends who are deeply enmeshed in the um, uh, the Microsoft SQL database mm -hmm. yeah. community, and their their backbone uh, is declaring bankruptcy. You know, so their entire community that that they were rallying around is now trying to figure out where they're going from here. Oh wow! Um, you know, there's there's lots of tough parts. So I'm I'm glad that our voice community has been able to, you know, keep rallying around the groups that we have. That the the big conferences that were out there have figured out how to how to change themselves. I mean, you know, yeah. what Modev did. Uh, moving from something that was very dependent on their their big conference in Newark, or was supposed to be in DC this year, yeah, and re you know changing themselves so that they became more of a media platform. That was that was great work on their part. Yeah, and I got to present at my first uh, virtual conference, and you know, in some ways that was kind of nice to you know. There's all the you know, preparation uh, of the topic idea and then the slides. And and then when you get out of a conference and, and you go to present it, you're like, okay, well, I, I want to block off this this time right before. So I just make sure that everything's, you know, good. Or you go, you check the room out, make sure you knew, know what's going on with that. And uh, there's a little bit of extra um, stress right before you present. And um, I did a video, sent it off, and I'm like, I guess I'm done. That's pretty cool. And I, you know, attended my session and got right. to, to answer well, questions from people. Um, and I think that's the best that part is that, yeah. you know, now instead of, you know, you've, you've got your presentation and then you wait to the end to present as it's going, people are asking questions and you're yeah. able to answer them live. So that hallway track 
has now moved into the session itself. I think that's one of the greatest discoveries that we found about virtual conferences. Yep. And I think they can be more inclusive now. So people who, you know, it was a challenge to get to Chattanooga or it's a challenge to get to DC or Newark. Yeah. They can attend. You know, it's it's that it's a bunch of barriers have now been lowered. And I think that that really helps us all. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So so that's been um a, a good aspect of it. Um and like on this podcast, it's just been so fun to talk about uh, different things. Um, I see you're at home and you've got your uh, your Coke cans in the background. I'm going to reveal a little Easter egg that I didn't realize was happening. At some point, my uh, my family, especially my wife, saw that uh, saw our podcast and saw your Coke cans. And during some of the earlier episodes, she started stacking one by one Pepsi cans uh -oh. behind my background. And I didn't notice until it was it was later. Um, so they're they're not there now. But some of the earlier episodes, uh, if you go back, you can look in the background and on that shelf that I've got back there, you'll start to see a couple of cans uh, show up. So that was her being uh, being clever behind the scenes here. The, the very fun, and you know, I, I think that's one of the things I like about uh, our friendship and the way we communicate is that you know. We do talk about technical stuff. We have, you know, even aside from from these the things that we record, we have lots and lots of conversations during the week about technical issues. Yeah. But also, we've got these little bits of personal touches and whimsy that go into them. So, and that's always fun. And 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 it's not like we don't have these technical discussions. I think looking back on the year, we've had a lot of questions about, you know new features that have come out or exploring existing features that are out there um, or just trying to see, you know, just trying to play catch up with what the companies are doing uh, while yeah. they're in pandemic mode. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely interesting. Um, for those people watching this on YouTube. So I've been wearing this cap um, yeah, for the last, not... for the last year. I'm going to reveal it's <laughs> under the cap. So this is, this is, uh, like uh, I've had two professional haircuts in 2020 and this last one's been over six months ago. So <laughs> I've done a little trimming trim here on my own, but uh, uh, it's not the only way, reason why I wear the hat. It's, it's starting to become kind of a, a thing. I like the cap quite a bit. I actually bought it before, you know, pre-pandemic, but uh, so that's, that's what's under the cap. And, and there was one point in time that I was growing a beard. Uh, if you go back and on my Twitter feed, you might be able to see a picture of me. Uh, I was just kind of growing it out during lockdown. And at some point, uh, actually it was Mother's Day. That was part of a gift to my wife was to shave my beard. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the longest beard I've ever had. So I don't know. There's just some some funny, quirky things that have happened this year with that. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you say recording me, you know, you always see me at this background. And yet I don't. The very first one that we recorded Oh, I was right. actually in a in a different room, and over time, I've actually recorded from a couple of other different rooms as well. So I'm not always in the same in my same office. Yeah, you get out more than I do. I just I'm just here, my office. I, I do, and actually, <laughs> I, I don't get over out here on the corner. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. I, I don't get out all that much, to be fair. To 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 <laughs> both be honest and to be um, to be open about it. You know, I do have. Uh, my my parents live relatively close to me 
So every so often I will visit them and, and we have an under, you know, we've made it clear to each other that we need to respect that pod. Yeah. Because they want me to be able to visit them. And I said, well, the condition of me visiting is you, you need to be careful too. I'm yeah. going to be careful, but you need to be careful too. So we've had it. And they've been, they've been tough conversations sometimes. Yeah, no, it has, it has been, um, I had my first uh, COVID test actually over the weekend. We'll see how that's uh, going. I had a uh, a car breakdown, um, I guess, from months and months of not running it, uh, my son's car. And so I have a neighbor who's very handy and nice and on the mechanical side. And he came over and ch- took a look. And then uh, he just informed me that uh, a family mm-hmm. member um, had tested positive um, and, and is doing fine. But I was like, okay, I better probably get checked. And, you know, yeah. we were trying to maintain social distance and stuff as well, but you just got to be, can't be too careful. You can't. And, you know, it, it, it's, you know, these are conversations that I don't think anybody would have expected to need to have. And now they need to be very, very frank and honest conversations that we have yep. because they're that important. Yeah. And, and then this year has been, you know, been a, there's been lots of stressors <clears throat> this week, um, and sorry, this this year, um, including this week, um, th- around you know the political um, the presidential election, and you know me f- really for the first time going against a lot of uh, people in my party and and speaking out f- in favor of the candidate on the other party, and that's just been a whole you know challenge and. You know the the different protests about uh, racial inequality, and there's just been a lot packed into to 2020. And there's still a lot of progress that we need to make. There's still a lot of people that are hurting, unemployed, um, and a lot of inequalities that we still need to figure out how we're going to um, make right and come together as a nation. Yeah. yeah. And and it needs to be these need to be active things that that we do. You know, we need to, we certainly need to talk about them and then we need to act on them. And I think we as a country both need to do it. And we're in a a really, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not well primed to do it. We're now more divided than we have been in a very long time. And that's definitely feels that way. Yeah. That that's poor grounds to try to build this sort of thing on, but we need to. And, you know, yeah. I think, and you and I have talked about some ways that, that we personally can do it. And, and hopefully, uh, hopefully some of that people will see as we move into 2021. Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, I've had to deal with some of the, um, the racism that I've been, I've kind of inherited from, from, you know, uh, whether it be my grandparents, uh, more specifically that I didn't really realize until this stuff has come out, just how, um, unfair things have been and and you know how I've you know in ways contributed to it by not really doing anything about it so that's that's been a real challenge too yeah there it's 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 actually been a year of challenges and yeah. I don't know I hope we can I, I really hope we can take those challenges and turn them into something good in general yeah I, I agree and and um, just it's going to take people you know, you know, speaking up, it's going to take people um, getting out and voting and, and participating more in, in government. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of that this year. We have. Um, which is, in, in a way, is encouraging. 
but yeah, you're right. It's going to take people speaking up and then people acting up and then yeah. doing something about it. And, you know, it's the sort of thing where we've seen, we've seen these patterns for years and we've seen people speaking up and acting up for a long time. Yeah. And I feel almost encouraged in some ways to see that we're seeing it more and more. We're seeing yeah. more people doing both. Yeah, and I've just got to, uh, you know, explore ways that how personally I can make a difference with the people that I know and, uh, and, and speaking up in ways that will, will help as well. Um, what about this, this year on uh, things that we've done? Um, I know going into the year, um, I was working on <clears throat> my Number Spies game. Uh, I started working on Snatchword and put a hold on that and, and worked on uh, on a project called Home Number, and then I just finished up Snatchword, and that's out um, on a couple of different platforms. Um, and then you know I I worked at uh, at Soar on a product called Soar Audio, which is in the in the process of being released, which is you know really interesting on being able to upload your own personal content and then make it available to search and play on your smart speakers. And then I've just joined Rain, so there's just been a lot. Um, happening, you know, professionally and on side projects and, and, and fun things. So what, what does the year look like uh, for you on things that you were able to do? It's interesting. I actually went back uh, and was looking at some of the repositories that I've been, uh, had been editing recently. And I noticed that um, my, my main project, the, the, the voice project I'm always most excited about, um, Voodoo Drive, Mm -hmm. I hadn't actually made any major changes to it since uh, since February. The changes at that time were mostly preparing for a, a large number of changes that I was going to dive into. And uh, I didn't dive into them, but I've started laying, continuing to lay the groundwork for, for what I hope is some really exciting stuff there. Um, but in the process of doing that, I also did a, a bunch of releases for multivocal. Mm -hmm. So that's been a nice steady set of improvements. And I, I've, the more I've been working on multivocal and the more I've been talking to people in the community, the more I feel like I'm beginning to get a better understanding of where, where I want to see us going, both as a community in general, in terms yeah. of tools. Because I think one thing we've talked about a lot is that the tools aren't really there. Um, and multivocal is my tiny corner yeah. where, where I want to see the tools evolve, you know, where I want to see things like improved templating, um, improved, you know, context-driven development, improved CMS work. Right. So these are all things that I've, I've been wanting to explore, and this is my way to, to explore them. And Voodoo Drive was also, in some ways, my ways to explore, the, you know, tools. You know, how do, we, how do we successfully talk with our data? Yeah. Not just ask questions, but how do we talk with it? How do we put stuff in? How does, what, what does that feel like? And I think, I, you know, from using it all year, and I have been using it all year myself. I, I very much dog food this on myself. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have both a better idea of what's been lacking and a better idea of what I need to do next. So, so my, my list has grown even longer of things that I want to <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <laughs> um, and, but that's always how it is. Right. And, and along the way, it was also things like, well, you know, how does, uh, 
you know, with snatch words, your question kind of behind it was, what is what does an MMO feel like? Yeah. And as I worked on um, crosstalk, my question was, well, what is a very visual thing traditionally, a crossword puzzle? Right. What does that sound like? And yeah. What would that be in a you know speech first or speech forward? Right. Um, and and approach. Yeah. And then saying, well, what is what is what does a multimodal version look like? What is what does it feel like when you can smoothly move between voice and visual and and how does that change? Because I think we know what a visual crossword puzzle might look like. We know what a crossword puzzle on a mobile device looks like. Yep. But what does it look like in this combined fashion? So so working on crosstalk taught me a lot about what what it needs to be done and how much more we still need to learn about how to do it right. Well, yeah, and you know, and, and interactive canvas is is really new. Um, I'm not exactly sure. sure when if if that came out in 2020 or at the end of 2019. It but, actually uh, launched in 2019. So yeah, let, let's move to the technology side. What what yeah. the, what the platforms have been releasing? Um, no, interactive canvas itself was released in 2019, but they had a lot of other improvements to it in 2020. And one of the the first thing, one of the the biggest things that isn't fully released yet is this continuous match mode. So you'll be able to, it does more on-device word processing for certain specific words. So that's, that's in some ways a game changer and it's pushing a lot more yeah. into the device itself. Um, because there is, there is a, a lag if you've got to go, well, from the, the browser that's in your <laughs> smart display to the server to round trip to come back to the device um that that does slow some things down but it does uh, and, and, th and that's actually one of the questions i have going into next year and that's what how, how do we how do we incorporate that into gameplay how can that be useful in yeah, gameplay? that's true but continuous match mode in its limited way starts breaking that model um but the the equivalent to interactive canvas is new on the Alexa side, right? The the web web API for games, yeah. And I yeah. haven't explored it. And I and that's something that I'm actually looking forward to. Hopefully, in 2021, is getting into interactive canvas and um, trying to explore. Could I have the exact same website so that it can run for interactive canvas and web API for games? Um, you know, and that's uh, that's something I'm looking for. Like with 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 uh, with Snatchword, I want to do some visual stuff that I've got already in APL on the Alexa side of things, um, but I want that same richness on, on Google and the way to do that is, is interactive canvas. And if I'm already going to invest in interactive canvas on that side of things, then maybe it makes sense to switch from APL to um, web API for games uh, and use the really, same web content. I'm really looking forward to you looking into this so we can have this conversation in a lot more depth because again, from, from what I've seen, the two are, are very, very similar. There are subtle differences, yeah. but I'm, I'm curious to see exactly how much can be duplicated between the two. Well, and what's something that's interesting I don't think is in Web API for games is the uh, Mark SSML tag. Um, I'm really a fan of the Mark SSML tag. Just because not, not just because of the name? Well, primarily because of the name, but yeah. Other than that, but, but uh, for those people who don't know that you can have SSML content going on, and at certain points, you can put a mark tag, which is basically saying a cue point that I'm right at this point, or I'm right at this point, 
which you could then in interactive canvas uh, synchronize some animation or something um, which is, is pretty cool so not only do you when you go from intent to intent have the option to have like a, a scene change or a screen change you get to have some different points throughout the the uh, the speech content yeah. yeah and and that's right there in the ssml and you know and that's that's the tag that existed in ssml and and it, you know is is a perfect use um now on this interactive canvas platform it is one of the things i love playing with with interactive canvas and it's um it's actually something i incorporated as part of uh, crosstalk yeah, I was wondering about that. The zoom in at different points in time is that um... the zoom in isn't 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 doing that. That's part of the scene changes. Um, but when it reads out the word that you've just you've told it, it reads out the letters, and as it reads out the letters, the letters get filled in. Oh, I had forgotten that. That is cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. And actually, I combine that with um, some CSS. Uh, transformation styling so not only do they fill in but they kind of expand in so they don't suddenly just show up they there's a little bit of animation with each letter so it's this this great combination of yeah. CSS and uh, SSML mark and it's to, to, to do what I think is a really nice effect yeah well and that's interesting because I've done like web development for years you know like I say I I was there for the Internet Explorer and Netscape Navigator battles. Yep. I remember serving up, you know, content on the from the server, and that was your page. And then, you know, some you know postbacks. I've done that, and now more recently with single page application, where where more and more is getting pushed to the client. And it seems like at an accelerated rate, the same thing is happening for the smart display content. That uh, it's you know right now it's in the kind of the server serves up content, but now you're getting to the point where you're getting more and more interactivity on the on the client side. Yeah, so that's gonna be fun to explore. And I, I think I think interactive canvas and what continuous match mode and and all of these other bits again are pushing more and more down to the client end itself. But that also leads to what I think is another big was another big announcement this year that uh, you know, I have, I have mixed feelings about, and that's Google releasing app actions. And along with fully releasing app actions, they also announced 40 some odd new um, business specific intents for those app actions. And while I think it's cool, and I think the way that they've done it, and I think the way uh, Amazon has done similar on the Alexa side, of integrating voice into existing apps, mm -hmm. um, and they've done it in a in a beautifully transparent way. On for on app actions, it's literally you're just editing one file, describing the the possible intents and where they go into the app intents, how they how they fit into the app. I also kind of worry about that. Because that means that if I've written an app action, I think I have something that's now fully voice interactive, but it doesn't work on my smart speaker or my smart display. Yeah. And I, I worry about that <laughs> fragmentation. So yeah. app actions are not something we've talked about a lot. Um, but if, you're, if you haven't looked into them and you're an Android developer now, definitely you should. 
Yeah, and on our side, there was a big announcement on the Alexa side about uh, better integration with mobile. Um, but I haven't seen a lot out there. There were a number of big announcements um, and you know private betas or um, previews that you could get involved with. And I signed up for a whole bunch and I haven't actually seen hmm. a lot. So I don't know if uh, they just got full or with the, the number that they want or if they're not quite ready for prime time. So we'll just have to keep an eye on, on some of those things. One of the things I, I do think uh, shipped and did well this year was quick links. I did a lot with quick links and uh, custom action links um, on the Alexa side of things and also with uh, action links, which now are assistant links. Assistant links. Uh, on, on the Google side of things, but being able to point uh, people um, through social media, through a link on the web or on mobile or, or in mobile apps, the ability to you know, click and then uh, you know, be able to get to an invocation uh, of your, you know, not only of your skill or action, but also in some cases, deep linking into certain intents. You know, it's funny. Uh action links had existed for a while and i wasn't aware of them i had i had missed that somehow mm -hmm. um but when i discovered them they were i i immediately you know it was literally the first conversation that we had for for this uh for this series and podcast um there was so much potential behind it and then as i i tried working on it more and then as they renamed it assistant links and created something they called rich assistant links which I still don't understand. Um, it left me realizing there are there are major deficiencies in the implementation, and they're very frustrating deficiencies. It's it's things like, um, although I can send it to a mobile device easily or a smart speaker relatively easily, I can't send it to a smart display. Oh, which. So, you know, crosstalk, which is a very visual thing, which is, you know, it works every, you know, it works on other platforms, but it truly shines on a smart display. I can't redirect people to it on that smart display. Yeah, that is interesting because <clears throat> I did notice like right out the bat too that there were a certain number of devices that didn't support, you know, I've, I've got lots of devices here <laughs> at home. And only a subset of those uh, came up on the list of things that I could redirect to and, and start up uh, the, the skill on. So it is interesting you know, to try to understand what's, what's the deficiency. And, and uh, also come, came out something I had just, just discovered is that uh, initially they gave, uh, Amazon gave one uh, like template where you fill in the, the skill ID and say, this is your quick link. Um, but they, they soon modified the documentation to say, oh, and you want to add a dot, uh, a .com or a dot, uh, .ca or a dot. So, so you actually have links where you can link to specific uh, countries. I know hmm. Google's not the same because they're like, they release things and say, here I'm releasing this for English. Um, but we have to release for specific skill stores. Um, and so... Uh, that's something that, that that came out. It's it's nice now to have the documentation, but what was happening is that people were having to like double or triple log in um, to get to that point where the link would work, which was very annoying. interesting. And yeah, you know, that's one of the things that I think continues to frustrate me the most 
and it's not just these assistants that frustrate me about is is the how hard the documentation is to use in so many ways or how how it changes and you don't even know it changes and then you you go back and you're like oh that would have been helpful (laughs) right or you know how it's just completely missing and you know you go try to research it and you find the only answer the the only reference to this problem is somebody else asking the exact same question on stack overflow two months ago without an answer or you know and that's again that's true across technologies but it's it's very frustrating on something that's this new where we're kind of pushing forward constantly so we need that reference material and nobody else is out there nobody else has found this problem yet (laughs) <laughs> or at least nobody else has found the solution to this problem yet. Um, yeah, and you know, and it's it's reaching out to other people. So like when I had the <clears throat> challenge of migrating uh, a dialogue, an existing dialogue flow, flow project over to Action Builder, um, you know, even though Jovo had support for it, there were some undocumented parts of that, um, some questions on on exactly how um, how to do that, but. Uh, but I was able to successfully do that. And, and uh, so it's, like I say, documentation could be better. Um, and that's you know, part of the reason of having a community is to be able to reach out and, and, and get some help on things that you need. No, absolutely. And I, I think this just loops around back to the beginning where, <laughs> where we said a community really is so crucial to, to getting through this year. <laughs> yeah. Both technically and in so many other ways. Yeah. So, but this is this is great. We're we're so happy for the the, the people that have have found us on you know, on YouTube or on on podcasts and are sharing good feedback. Um, for us, um, we, we're we're thinking of some ideas of uh, of ways that we can uh, continually improve two voice devs um, next year. Um, so stay tuned for some of those things. And if you've got if you've got questions or suggestions, yep. reach out to us. You know we're we're on Twitter. People know how where to find us. You can find us almost any week on Voice Lunch, yep. um, and we'd love to hear from you. We do enjoy having these conversations with other people, uh, where you tell us what you like or what you don't like about two voice devs, because we want to make this something that's good for all of us. That's good for the community. So well, that's been uh, 2020. What a what a year! We, there's so much other things that we could talk about the, with 2020, but we would be going on for hours, as sometimes we do talk for when we get together. So, <laughs> but uh, but hopefully everybody has a a, a great new year, and uh, that things uh, things are going well for you and your families and friends, and and that the voice community just keeps getting better. Yeah. Best wishes from all of us to all of you. We hope you have a very, very happy and very safe new year. Take care. We're Two Voice Devs. Take care too. Two Voice Devs.